Aloha. And welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Wawa on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! Yay! (laughs) We're so happy to be here. (laughs) We're all so happy to be here. Yay. (laughs) This is the best place to be. So, why do we come here? See? Rising up. up. Very nice. Very nice. We didn't have a choice. So, it's like like everything I say, people already know. Everything I'm going to say, you already know. (laughs) So, it's like... Yeah, I have I have really cool stories. That is one thing. <laughs> you tell miracles. <laughs> but you know, it's the reconditioning. It's the reconditioning of societal. You could call societal conditioning, basically ego conditioning. So it's the reconditioning, the reframing of everything. Because even though people know. It's like you get caught up in the dream and become forgetful about it. And as that builds up and builds up, the dream starts to seem like it's more and more real to you. Even though you already know that it's not a real thing, it's not reality, it presents itself as if, as, as if it's reality. So that's why we're taking this time and it, you know people feel drawn to come here, including me, um, because it's it's getting you to a sense of peace because it's just like remembering what you already know. And you can have that all day long every day, too. It's just that there's a tendency and, and like an ingrained tendency to think about a lot of other things instead. See? To think about your life and how you're going to do stuff and what decision you're going to make, what choices you think you have in your life, what the people are doing in your life, stuff like that. All that stuff is nonsense stuff. All it's doing is upholding the illusion. Those thoughts can just come and pass. They can just, they're coalescing on their own and making illusions. You don't have to do anything about it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> When the thought when the thought occurs to you, it has a life. You know, it's it's like got a life of its own. You can say you've given it meaning. You've given it life already. You don't need to keep on pursuing it. It'll it'll just play itself out. Should I do this or should I do this? Rest. There's no decision that's yours. In the world, there's no decision that's yours. You can say the only decision you have is whether to allow yourself to relax right now or believe what's coming to you is true. <laughs> See? That's all it's all meant for. It's like, oh, fooled again. <laughs> I thought I had something to do about that. Well, Joe Goldsmith says if you're dwelling on person, place, thing, condition, and circumstance, you're living in the dream. Yes. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with the dream occurring to you. It just occur, these thoughts just occur to you. 
But, but notice how they get you kind of hooked. You know, that's a choice you're making. That's a choice you're actually making. But it's, you know, it's called a hook because you don't have to bite it. You know, the hook doesn't have any power over you. It's attractive, though. <laughs> it's attractive. Yes, it's very attractive. You need to find out. Yeah. You need to find out how you can give, get the appearance of being guiltless. Because what you think make you, made you guilty is really what, you know, taken is true. So it's like trying to get out of that. It's like trying to run out of that. Trying to restore your innocence by running around in thought. Trying to figure it all out. Maybe if I just do it like this. Look, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. So watch those kinds of thoughts. Like, if, like you can actually feel better about yourself if you do something different. That's not how it is. There isn't anyone doing anything. There's just, uh, there's just an illusion occurring to us to get us to bite that hook. To get us to bite on it. Like we can, we can for one thing, make a choice in what we apparently do in the world. The ego doesn't make the choice, to though. Bite the, apple. The, the ego does not make the choice, though, between truth and illusion. That, that's a choice that you make. So the ego can't, it has no power either. You could say that is the hook. It has nothing, it has nothing on you. So, so it's like, do I want to be at peace right now? <laughs> <laughs> that's the question and, and so if you're not staying in that question do I want peace right now see then you're, it's, like you're, it's like you're asleep trying to make peace by making more illusions by upholding the illusion that you're a separate person and you can't get it like that it's like you're not going to get you're not going to get there like that it's just going to keep on going on and on, like a wheel going around and around. They're all different lifetimes. So that's all there is. I mean, the whole illusion is just for that. The, all the relationships that you seem to have, they're not separate relationships. It's one relationship. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's like you could say it's like consciousness with these thought structures and it's one thing it's just one illusion see there's a the there's a, a, a you could say it's yourself behind all of the thought, thought structures so it's like you're you're in a relationship with yourself too as someone that you can really communicate with and the only language you can communicate with is love so the thought structures that you perceive like all the different personalities and uh, shapes and colors and um, you know religious ideals or whatever 
that's all one. It's all one thing. You're just in relationship with, you look at it as a re- being in relationship with one thing. It's just a projection. It's a projection of mind. And that includes your relationship with, your, with what you call yourself. Because <laughs> that's also projected onto the screen. So it's not really different between the one that you call yourself, like the personality and structure and, you know, form and likes and dislikes and all that. There's no difference between that one and another one. They're, they're on the same screen. So it's just one relationship. And through that one relationship, it's like, it's, it's very important because it's one relationship. Through that one relationship, we return to sanity. It's through that relationship. It's through it. See? So it's not like, you know, it's not like people are really a problem that you think are a problem. And it's not like you really need people that you think you need or want. See? You don't need anyone, for instance, to go on living another day in this world. It's not necessary. You know, to the ego, it may seem like it's really necessary. Oh my God, what if, like, my kid dies or something? Seems like that is really, you know, what if it would be a big party? He's released. She's released. They're, 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 in a, they're in a state of knowing that all is well. They're in a state of knowing that. Because, you know, even though in the, at the death of the body, you're still in the death realm. Because, you know, to return to sanity, you have to heal through this. You have to heal through these relations. That's why we made it up. There would be no reason for us to make this kind of shit up. <laughs> Even though they're in the, they're in the de- death realm and not completely relieved, relieved of their guilt, they're totally relieved from thinking this thing is real. And you sitting there crying about them or anything, they, they, know, they know that's not true. They know that's not real. Okay. There's not a problem with the pain. There's not a problem with feeling the pain because through that pain and the more intense the pain, through that pain and the more intense the pain, it'll be a big flag that goes on in your mind. You're getting a bunch of pain. The more ready you are to surrender, uh, you know, when, when you surrender to love, you're surrendering to that which has the power to relieve you of pain for eternity. And, and pain is just an illusion. That's why. Even your perception of another person in pain, that's also an illusion. And you can bet that you are also sensing that same pain. Because you can't perceive them like that. You can't perceive it. You can't perceive an upset person without it being projected from your own body's energy field. It's all feeling that you see. It's all a reflection of feeling that you're, that you're witnessing. So it's like when another person is, is showing you pain, 
Don't pretend that you're not projecting that pain. Allow compassion for the pain within your own body's energy field. You don't have to know what to do about the other person. Don't try to think you know what to do about the other person (laughs) or how you should be to them. That's not necessary. Stay in the question of it. Stay in the question of it. Like, what is this for? And maybe something to the effect of, what would you have me do? You know. Then you get the relief. You get the relief for yourself because you're projecting that. Whether you seem to be in pain or upset or another person seems to be in pain or upset. You get that feeling. (laughs) And when I say get the feeling, another really good word for that is allow the feeling. Just allow it to be embraced in you. Allow it to do whatever it does in you. That's where you get the insights. That's where it gets shown to you. You know what to do because you can listen, you can hear. You're not listening to your own thoughts. You're not listening to spiritual concepts, for instance. Sometimes people do that. They'll start to feel really upset. And they'll start to pursue spiritual concepts in that moment. Like that could relieve the upset. And I'm talking about an imminent trigger. Like someone comes up to you and they're very upset. Let's say that. And that... Ego will try to rationalize by using spiritual concepts. This isn't real. I'm making it up. You know, just like, you know, those concepts are completely meaningless. All the concepts, they don't mean anything. You have to really get it as a, at more as a experience, let's say. It's a feeling experience. That's really all it is. Okay, you have to get it more of an experience and not as words because that's saying that you don't want to feel it. <laughs> Using the spiritual concepts like that to deny the feeling. Let yourself have it and then you'll be able to be whatever you need to be. And don't question it. But however, you, however, you, um, however you express yourself in the world, don't have a question about that. That's not your choice. That's not up to you. By question, you mean like a judgment. Yes. Yeah. However, however you think you did. <laughs> Let that thought just pass. That's not really about you. You didn't do anything. It's only underneath all of the expressions. It's underneath what we think we're saying that's being communicated, okay? Communicated or projected. If you see them as an object, like maybe let's say someone you need to teach something to, (laughs) then you're gonna be projecting them so that you can get that experience is all. Just watch. So you project them as needing teaching. Right. So that you can get the experience. Exactly. Teaching? Exactly. 
That's what I'm saying. The Course says that when you're ready to learn, students will come. <laughs> Isn't that rad? <laughs> <laughs> and that's everything. Every, every single experience that everyone has is for teaching and learning. And basically, we're all teaching one another, we're all learning. We're all teaching our own mind, basically. All the people that we see are a projection of our own mind. And that's all it is. And so, in, in teaching, as in teaching spiritual concepts, you know, like scholarly teaching them, that's one thing, but that's not sharing anything. That's not really sharing anything, see? What's shared is beneath the concepts. That's why I say that nothing I say is true. The concepts are not meaningful. <coughs> we, we only have peace to share. And we cannot share what we haven't received for ourselves. So you only have as much as you've received for yourself. And that basically takes relaxing. That's all. <laughs> it seems to be the most difficult thing for people to do because they're always questioning themselves because they think they know something instead of just staying in the question of what is this? What will you have me do? If you don't, if, if you don't feel joyful and blissful, you don't know. If you don't feel absolutely joyful and blissful what you think you know, you don't fucking know. So. <laughs> That's all you have to know. Is <laughs> yes. It's, it's pretty simple because... You know, that, that feeling, that emotional feeling, you could say the emotional feeling of love that we, that we feel is also an illusion, okay? It's also an illusion. It's, it's just the opposite of fear, okay? And it's given to you, that illusion is given to you to reveal to you what blocks you have against love. That's all. What blocks you have against it. When there's a contrast to love and there's a contrast, you know there's a block. That's all. You can say, breathe through your block. Instead of chasing around the, the, the thoughts that are upholding it. <laughs> and I mean anything. I mean like the sense of overwhelm. Like basic shit that people experience throughout the day. Oh my gosh, I have too much shit to do. Overwhelmed feeling. Great! Yay! This is what we want to know about this. This is a block to love. This is, a, like, this is total pretending. It's totally pretending. This thing is on a screen. It's a movie. You don't have anything to do in it, for one. Anything that you seem to do is a play. You don't even have a choice in it. That sense of overwhelm is just a sense that you get to hold the illusion in place. 
And there's not a willingness to relax, you see? There's not a willingness to relax. It's like I have to get all this stuff in order. I have to figure out how I'm going to do all this stuff before I can relax. You get the relaxation first. And then the, that stuff, does, it doesn't even exist. That's something you think you have to do. It doesn't even exist. Sometimes people trip out and kind of go off on a tangent on, some, on something like that and go, okay, fine, then I don't have to do anything. I'll just sit around and not do anything. And then what they don't realize is they're actually, you know, pretending like they're doing something. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're pretending they can just sit there and not do anything. See? And then set up illusions, and then set up illusions where they find themselves sitting around like a bump on a log and all kinds of shit gets screwed up. You, can, you have the power to do that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of stuff you can do. <laughs> you can't like take care of your bills and all that other stuff. That, that, is, that just occurs. But you have the power to make illusions. It's not like permission to sit around. You, that's doing something too. That's not part that's not part of anything that you are. Sitting around or running around. You don't have any choice in it. But in thinking that you have a choice in it, you're making illusions. So if you think you have a choice like you can just choose to sit around, things are probably going to get jacked up because that's a, you're setting up an illusion. <laughs> Again. You don't have a choice in whether you're doing one thing or another. And in recognizing that you don't have a choice, you get the peace. You're not someone who's capable of choosing that. But you're capable of choosing whether to ask the question, how am I looking at this wrong? Show me how I'm looking at this wrong. I must be looking at this wrong because I feel upset. That's all it is. And, and that wisdom comes to you through experience. All you have to do is, is stay there in the question, what, do I ha- what am I getting wrong? Because when you, when you see what you're getting wrong, it automatically gonna, your mind's going to be corrected on that thing. And the whole thing, all the illusions that are occurring to you, all the thoughts, everything that's coming up, is so that you'll be ready to receive that information. You're ready to, ready to live that experience, let's say. So then you're sure. The experience makes you certain that there's nothing here, there's nothing, there's definitely nothing to get upset about. (laughs) There's definitely nothing to be worried about. The whole, the the whole energy, the whole, the, the whole energy field, the whole focus of attention can go toward releasing the blocks to love, that's all. 
getting a sense of relaxation. Everything else plays out on its own. You don't have to be afraid of work. If you find yourself working, that's part of it. You don't have to be afraid of rest. Find yourself resting, that's part of it. It is all playing out so that you can get opportunity after opportunity to surrender. And it just takes a little tiny bit. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do it all the time. <laughs> start with a little tiny bit. And like you, 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 give it, you give yourself that space a little bit more when you can. When it, <laughs> when it doesn't feel just, if it feels too fearful, you won't do it. No problem. If it feels too fearful to surrender, you won't do it. No problem. You'll get another opportunity. It'll come back again. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> you haven't missed it. <laughs> and, and you know, time is time is really it's so short. It doesn't even occur. Like once 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 the all the lessons are learned, you'll see there's no time. So it's not like it was a long time, but it could feel like a long time. <laughs> And you could, it could go on for what you could call forever. <laughs> but the thing is, is it won't. It, it won't. Because through making so much suffering for yourself, which is, you know, what goes on, and through living through the suffering, you come to be more in the question and not so arrogant about what you think you know about this thing. All, all that upholds it is this arrogance that we think we know what things are. You can't make sense of this shit. <laughs> people are still trying to make sense of it, and it's the funniest. We got even people at the higher levels, you know, that we make up so that they're, they're saying, oh, yeah, this is how the world works, and this is how we do this, and this is how we do this. And, and you know, doctors telling you, um, okay, this means this. This means what I'm seeing on this means this person is going to die in five weeks or something like that. You hear stuff like that all the time. People buy into that shit all the time. They're, they're like make, taking a measurement and, and, and relying on evidence that's in the illusion to go, okay, this is what this means. No one knows. Because it doesn't mean anything. It's nothing that you can really make sense of. It's, it's chaos. You can say it's chaos. It's like ordered chaos, though, because of what it's bringing you. You know. The gift it's giving you, what you can use it for. But as of itself, it's just, it's just meaningless. And if you are trying to make sense of it, if you're, if you're using your energy of attention to try to make sense of it, then you're missing the whole point. See? This doesn't mean you can't get engaged with things. You know, like I have a friend that asked me, um, she said she's in the wellness industry and she teaches people herbal, um, she has like herbal consulting or something like that. Herbal healing, something like that. And, and she's like, I know this cannot be anything that's real. So what do I do with it? You have fun with it. Have fun. 
You're playing with magic. You're playing with illusions. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to tell people. Uh, that, well, if you if if you're like this, and that means you have this illness, and that means this, and that means this. Just play with herbs. Talk to the herbs. Play with them. Whatever it is. Whatever it happens to be. You know, if you you're, you just ask when you ask and stay in the question, it just comes to you. Oh, here's the herb for you. And it's not that the herb itself has any power. You don't have to give the herb any power. Because if you give the herb any power, you take it away from yourself. Okay? There's no herb. (laughs) The power comes from your own mind. Even if you see the herb doing some kind of healing, that's your mind. And in their perception, it comes from their mind. So... Whatever you see comes from you. That's why it's all fun and magic and for healing. When you know what it's for, it's for healing. When you know, it's, when you, when you know what it's for, you have the experience of what it's for. That's why I say stay open to those painful ones because those ones, you're like really ready. You're like really ready. Say there's something shocking that, uh, that occurs in your life or something really painful that occurs. You know, you're more ready at that time for surrender. So it's like stay, stay with the question. You know, it could be a time of celebration. We kind of got it the op- opposite. It's like, oh, that's terrible. You know, it could be a time of celebration. And that's how, that's how it was for me when the lava came and took the the place where I was living it was like it was like yes you know it's like a time for really a time for celebration yes it was absolutely beautiful yes I loved it yes it was awesome to hang out there it was a super magical place and it's like the the having the experience of it something that that is like worldly kind of loss that's when there's there's such an opening there it's just like there's such an a, a a readiness, like a, almost like a readiness of you to receive you. You know, all you, all you have to do is be willing to see the gift in whatever it is. You know, that's why these things occur to us. And they don't really occur. Like we don't really have anything to take it away. And that includes another body. Let's say a child or a family member or a spouse or something like that. You don't really have that to have it taken away from you. It's not like it's taken, the, taken away from you. It's gone to the end of its cycle for this learning experience. That's how it goes. Everything that arises is going to pass away. <laughs> you know, and, and, it, and, you know, honestly, it... If you look at it honestly, it's more of a call to celebration than it is to all this mourning. It's more of a call for celebration and gratitude for that person, place, or thing. For all the gifts. Including the one being received right now when it seems like there's some kind of loss. The whole thing, the whole experience of that 
person, place, or thing is for that. It's for getting the, getting the truth, knowing the truth together. You can say together. It's not just people we're in relationship. It's everyone and everything and every place and everything. You know, everything. Everything that arises in your mind. Every thought. Including thoughts. See? So we all go together. It's through the relationships. There's no, there, there's no better gift you can give to a person who's dying or seems to be suffering or something like that than awareness of what's really true. There's no better gift you can give to them and your awareness of what's really true. Not needing to convince them, obviously, or maybe not so obviously. <laughs> not needing to convince them of it. You're acknowledging your willingness to see the truth because it guaranteed if you're experiencing some, someone who is suffering or dying or something like that, that's coming from your body's energy field. Again, that's coming from your body's energy field. It's your own projection that someone is dying. You are not seeing them clearly. <laughs> so it's you who ask for the correction in your own mind. And that includes someone else. I know we have one member of the community who's, it, it appears her son might be dying. And maybe some of you heard from her or maybe will hear from her soon. Um, and having the perception of a person whose son seems to be dying is also your projection. See? It's also your projection. So it's not like it's over there happening. It's not like it's someone else's problem. You know, it's no problem. It's just an opportunity for you. It's your projection. So watch. There will be the sense if you're, you know, you're ex having the experience of someone who's dealing with sadness, you are sad with them. It's, it's coming from you. It's coming from you. And there's joy in that. There's joy in that because the sadness that's arising in you and being projected as a sad person, that is up to be healed. That's why it's coming up. It's coming up so that you, you can allow healing for it. Basically, you know, if you're just willing to get the feeling of the sadness, it's an unwillingness to feel that's pushing. It's the kind of like pushing it away and, and keeping it going too. Making it, it, making it so that sadness continues as if, it's, as if we're afflicted with this sadness and not making a choice. <coughs> Hooray. Bless you. So... We can choose when we, when we get the sense of that sadness. We get the sense of that sadness. As in, allow the sense of the, of the sadness. You may not 
you may not reflect sadness back. Getting the sense of the sadness doesn't necessarily make you reflect sadness back. It's actually very joyful. When someone comes to me with some sadness or some, some sad story or something like that, there's a sense of gratitude for it because it's a gift. It's like, ah, oh, thank you. And then that's not up to me how that goes. Sometimes it's pretty funny. I had one friend who told me, you're coming on the day that marks 21 years since my daughter committed suicide. And I go, oh, awesome. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all, all different things I don't know what it's going to be I don't know what it's going to be but one thing one thing is that I'm sure of and I noticed that um, that most people aren't really sure of like however you express yourself that's perfect <laughs> and even just even just asking how you should express yourself even how you should express yourself see that's a just a it's like a it's it's like confirmation in your mind that you're not you can't do it perfect. You can get it wrong. You can make a mistake. Thing is, you can't make a mistake. It's the idea that you could make a mistake that makes the appearance of mistake and their consequences. And then when you see the consequences of what you think is your mistake, you pretend again that those consequences are actually real and they're caused by the mistake that you made. So then you keep on making more mistakes in your perception. And so do other people. And there's the thing, too. You, you, you know, the people that you perceive also don't make mistakes. So if you think they make mistakes and you're talking about yourself. And then you're setting yourself up for more of that kind of stuff. You know how to find out you don't make mistakes? <clears throat> Allow the feeling of I made a mistake instead of pursuing that thought, making it real. Because that's all it is. It's a feeling first. It's projected from a feeling. You can say the, the feeling is the foundation of that projection that you made a mistake. And the foundation of that feeling is a thought of separation. So the thought of separation is making you feel like you can make mistakes. 
and then it projects like you make mistakes. <laughs> then you have that perception that you make mis- mistakes and you make it real and then it seems like you make more and more mistakes and your mistakes keep on getting heavier. Last, was it last week? Last week, yeah. When I was coming to Wisdom Dialogues, my friend Anne was giving me a ride and she hit a car. And then we stopped. Anyways, the whole story's on the last recording. We got out. We did the whole thing. Well, I didn't do the whole thing. I walked home and got my car and came to Wisdom Dialogues. <laughs> Well, one of the things that she said, one of the things that Ann said to me was, distracted driver. <laughs> See? That, that's not true. That's what I mean by making a mistake and then paying consequences that you deserve, apparently. You deserve it because you were a distracted di- driver. Of course that's what's going to happen. They even make laws about not being on your phone while driving. She wasn't on her phone. She was smelling essential oil. (laughs) (laughs) Cinnamon. (laughs) Crash? No, we don't have one called crash. Not yet. Maybe we'll get one. I know. Well, you, you use it after getting in a car crash, so you don't think it's because you were a stra- distracted driver. <laughs> but that, that's, a, that's a really good example right there because it shows you, you know, look how solid that thing is. I mean, I've seen people on Facebook rant and rave about people being distracted while they're driving and that being the cause of accidents. It's not. Eh, that's impossible. It's so funny because I got a got a funny uh, a funny little perception around that today. I, I was driving and I was I had two hands on the wheel, and I was focusing on the road, which is rare for me. I'm usually on my phone, so. <laughs> and then it seemed like I almost crashed. I'm like, I need to get on my phone and start writing something to someone. <laughs> It's just like it's just so funny how that that perception just like presents itself to me. It's so playful. <laughs> it seemed like I couldn't I couldn't brake fast enough. Like in my perception, I seemed to be braking pretty hard and get and it would be on time. But then I couldn't seem to brake fast enough, and then I had to stop really sharp before I hit the person. And that's when I'm just like cruising along like this, totally. <laughs> Like they say to. <laughs> but like 90% of the time, I'm not like that. <laughs> and I usually seem to be a much safer driver. <laughs> it, it just, there's not, the, you know, and, and what, what that playfulness is showing me is, you know, there's just not cause and effect like we made it up. That's to make guilty. That's cause and effect to make guilty. Oh, you caused this. Oh, you were drunk. That's why. You know, now they got a whole thing where drunk drivers go to jail and stuff like that. We're just making this up. 
those examples that I'm showing that I'm showing right now, they they are just they're they're just like one little example of the different ways we beat ourselves up with this kind of concept all day long. I did this to harm myself or I did this to harm another person. It's like as if you made the choice though. As if you really made the choice. You're making a choice only to pretend like you're something who can choose what you do in the illusion and harm yourself by your choice in the illusion. That's not how you make illusions of harm. You make illusions of harm by choosing to believe that you're like that. Choosing to believe that you're something who can hurt yourself. I can harm myself. That's what the ego says. And it's all, it all comes down to, it all comes down to in that moment how you feel. There's a, there's a body sense of I can harm myself. I can cause harm to myself. There's a body sense of that. So if you get the illusion, you get that perception and that feeling like I caused this accident because I was distracted, for instance. I was a distracted driver. If you, if you get the feeling of that, you're going to start to see through it more and more. And you're going to be grateful for even having the experience. You're going to feel grateful for having the experience. Of having caused an accident, for instance. What would be guilt is what you're feeling, right? Because you're bringing up so much guilt, right? You, you, and you know what? Underneath that guilty feeling is excitement, sheer excitement for the healing that's being allowed right now. But, you know, in order to receive that, that healing, you have to allow it. That's a choice. Like that you could say that, that healing is always being held out to you, but it's like you have to open your hand. You gotta open your hand to receive it. It's like really simple. There's this the, there's this reluctance to just open your hand in the midst of seeing that you know you did something terrible. You have this real guilty feeling. There's a, it's like a tightness. It's like if you, you just offer a little bit, a little bit of what do I need to see? A little bit of what have I got wrong? I got this wrong if I feel guilty. I'm not understanding this. Let me see what's past that. Or let me see what's past the other person's guilty. There's another thing. Like, how could they do that? How could they act like that? Because they love you. And they're asking you to show them their innocence. They're asking for that. 
my little son, my 12-year-old son's been raised a certain way where um, he's not used to being shown anything but innocence, anything but his innocence. He's almost 12, you know. And when something else comes up, it's really foreign to him. Like he did something wrong. It's really foreign. It's really, it's really like upsetting. And I'm sure it is to all kids too, but they're just more used to it. It's like, hey, you did that wrong or something. Hey, you messed that up. Or even, uh, or even, why don't you keep the door closed and don't let the dog out? It's just the way it comes across, you know. And that's how, uh, that, that's how all kids would be. They would be, really, uh, they would be really resistant, obviously, to being told that they've done something wrong. And that's really good. Because then the parent can see or the adult can see that they need some correction in their own mind. Look at the reaction. Look at the reaction of the person that's been told they've done something wrong. Look at their reaction. Is that what you want for yourself? It's only yourself you're talking to. Even like, hey, you cooked my eggs wrong or something. And, there, and, and, you know, like I said before, you don't have a choice in how you express. Just watch. Just watch. Watch with an awareness of what's really transpiring in your mind. Because when you're making someone out to have done you wrong and you're telling them that they've done you wrong or you're telling someone else that they've done you wrong, you're making yourself into a limited thing. And that includes anyone, including a company, for instance. That company, don't go to them. They, they do this and they ripped me off and stuff like that. It's all in your imagination. <laughs> A dog bit me, for instance. <laughs> Don't go around that dog. It's a crazy dog. It bit me. <laughs> I talked to one friend today and he said the dog's being a freaking idiot (laughs) and I go how about the goose he goes the goose is an idiot too I'm surrounded by idiots (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh that's fun It's a fun it's it's a fun way to look at it. I mean the animals are the animals are also projected by you. It's like always talking about yourself. It's like constantly always talking about yourself and like if you take it to be real then that's how you're going to make illusions. 
There's a kind of, it's like it's kind of like the the information that's going into the mill to spit out these random illusions. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> and you know, there's there's different ways of saying that too. There's a different way the ways of saying that. You know, it's not in the words at all. You know. Uh, don't be afraid to be a fucking idiot like uh, just a, a fool as an illusion. Don't be afraid of that. It's awesome. <laughs> Watch the feeling with it. There's a different feeling with it when it's like I'm surrounded by idiots. You know, there's a different. <laughs> <laughs> It's not so much in in any of the words. It's just like how that, how does that feel when you say that to yourself and make yourself into that? And you know, when it comes to my family and friends, and they they want to talk like that and stuff like that, I just let them do that. I don't try to change them or anything. It's not like that. That would make me a pain in the ass to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> Always correcting him and shit. If people ask me, I got something, but you know. <laughs> you, you know, it, it, you just have fun with it. Someone's telling you something that's completely, oh yeah, that's, uh, that's hardcore, you know. It's like, okay, just have fun with it. You just see, you, when you see what it is, when you see what it is and don't make them have to like pay the consequences of it, you could offer healing right there without saying anything. Just by seeing it for what it is, but not offering your own resistance. See? You can just you can just have fun and laugh about stuff, and not and, and it doesn't have to be that you make the person wrong who's saying, "I'm surrounded by idiots," or you make it as if he really is surrounded by idiots. Oh yeah, those that dog and those the goose they gotta go. Oh, okay. <laughs> For dogs and cats. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing here. You're you're going to get that it's an energy play for you. And there's nothing really here. 
eventually you're going to get that. The more open you are to it, the more you'll be willing to see it in the moment that the opportunity is presented to you. That there's nothing here. Nothing has any power over you. There's nothing to treasure. <laughs> nothing to trash. <laughs> nothing to do. Nothing to do. Yeah. Nothing to resist. Nothing to figure out. Nothing to seek. One of my friends was asking me about, um, you know, getting the thought, oh, oh, I would really like to get a job doing this. Uh, so, like, how do I not seek? You know? And that's the thing. There's, there's different levels here. We're talking about the illusion and we're talking about the mind. So... It's like the, the illusion is a projection of the mind. So getting the perception of you seeking as in looking for a job, for instance. That's awesome. Getting the, it's perfect. You can lay down right here if you want. I've got a job for you. You don't have a choice in whether you're seeking for a job, let's say, for instance, on the, in the illusion. Like you're, maybe you're um, putting out your resume or doing applications or anything like that. That's just something that's occurring to you. The thought that you need a job. There's a, fe there's a feeling that goes along with this. I hope I get the job. That's a seeking you don't have anything to hope for in the world. Okay. It's like you don't need it. You don't need a job. You need to find out who you are. And if that goes along with looking for a job, then that's part of it. <laughs> if you find yourself looking for a job, that's part of it. But you don't need to... Try to get that job from a place that disturbs your peace. Like, I need it. You don't need anything. You, you know, putting out your resume and applying for jobs could be just as playful as, like, going to the beach. It's just for fun. Don't forget, whatever you do in the world, it's just for fun. And then if you forget, you'll know you forgot because you won't feel good. <laughs> yeah, you won't be having fun. <laughs> if you forgot it was for fun, then you won't be having fun. I noticed one of my employees stopped having fun. And, you know, the other one of my employees told me, yeah, she is not having fun at all. She keeps on not wanting to come to work and different stuff like that. So I said, okay, that, that must be a hard perception to have. So I talked to her, and she said, yeah, I haven't been having fun. I've been thinking this, 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 and this. And it's like, oh, thank you for telling me that. It's really this, 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 and this. 
Oh, really? Wow. I feel so much better. It's just like people are afraid to communicate because of this emotion, this feeling, this upset feeling. And, you know, what she, what she, uh, what she showed me was that there's a sense of I feel pissed and I know I shouldn't feel pissed, but I feel pissed. So I'm just not going to say anything. And, you know, if you know that feeling pissed is awesome and you can let yourself feel pissed, then you'll still be able to communicate. But it's this, I know I shouldn't be feeling pissed. See? You know something. (laughs) You think you know something. It's a guilty thing. It's a guilty thing. And it doesn't matter what job you show up with, what job you show up at, knowing that you shouldn't be feeling what you're feeling, you're not going to want to work there very long. (laughs) Because your feelings are just getting projected, 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 projected. Go from one place to another, just projecting the feeling again and again. So it's like just the, in, in allowing it, it's like, okay, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with your angry feeling, though. Just let your angry feeling be your angry feeling. You can tell me about it. No problem with it. You can tell anyone else about it. I feel angry because this, 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 and this. So much easier than I shouldn't feel angry. So then I'm just going to be quiet about it and there's going to be like this elephant in the room. (laughs) And it's like, I feel pissed because of this, 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 and this. It's not true. Of course, it's not true. If it comes out, you might see that it's not true easier. If you're not seeing that it's not true... Because you keep on feeling angry and you keep on feeling pissed and you don't want to see certain people because you're feeling so angry and pissed. You're afraid that you're going to be mean to them. And it's okay. I'm feeling pissed because of this. And then after you see it come out of your mouth, who knows, you might be like, never mind, that was completely about me. And really mean it though. but letting it be revealed even if it sounds ridiculous even if it's more like hey I know this isn't about you but this is how I feel it seemed like the choices were between Um, between just being quiet and not saying anything or being mean. I'm so grateful for for asking me that, you know, like, what are my choices? She said, what are my choices? It seems like all I could do is be mean or be quiet. Is there another choice? 
And it's like, yeah, be transparent. Just be totally transparent. This is how I feel. And then it's not like there's this wall. And of course, in a job, it's kind of hard to get any work done like that. (laughs) Or even show up. (laughs) And the only thing, you know, people are afraid of being transparent is also guilt. Because it's like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And it's resistance to the feelings that's causing people trouble. It's not the feelings themselves. Just resistant to them. I feel nervous or I feel angry. I feel afraid. And it's not because, you know, the feeling is never because of something that you see on the surface. The feeling has another cause. But it's like, let's expose it to see it. Let's expose what it is. Because there's this sense of, I have to be more spiritual than this and not be dealing with this angry feeling. And then it makes makes some walls between us. And everyone would rather not have those walls. Everyone would rather be able to communicate freely. But that's kind of common for people on a spiritual path to get the sense like they shouldn't be dealing with certain feelings at a certain time. But it's not like that at all. You just get way more embracing of them. And that takes authenticity with them. You'll learn a lot through that. You'll learn a lot through seeing what these feelings are when they're coming up. For one thing, you'll allow a lot of compassion for yourself. And you just say, I feel like this. You know, especially, especially if there's also willingness, willingness there to say, this isn't about you. I'm making this up. There's willingness to see that and there's willingness to really mean that. You're really getting a lot of healing in that. You're allowing so much for yourself. You're allowing so much release from that fear. Every one of those feelings, it's such a blessed opportunity. I love it. It's such a rush. Tell my friend yesterday, yesterday, I love getting anxious. Me and one of my other friends are sitting on the back of my car. We're smoking some ganja. And then one of my friends goes, I don't like the ganja because it makes me get anxious. And I was like, ooh, I love getting anxious. <laughs> That's so good. You know, if, if I get the sense that I'm going to get anxious from smoking ganja, that's like something that I've like to experience <laughs> so <laughs> that's not a deterrent at all <laughs> I'm in front of the policeman right after that do what 
drive in front of the policeman after smoking. After smoking yeah, the gun? For the total. To, for the good, yeah. yeah, yeah. For the full. It was like, oh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you get to just enjoy whatever, whatever emotional reaction comes up because yeah because whatever it is right under the surface that anxiousness that we perceive right under the surface anxiousness any of them it's excitement so welcome anxiousness of course there's nothing to be anxious about so that makes anxiousness all the more exciting but if you think there's something to really be anxious about it's not going to feel as exciting and if you think there is something to be anxious about, then you can ask for another interpretation. What have I got wrong? Oh no, I'm not going to smoke pot anymore. It makes me anxious. I will be protected from anxiousness if I don't smoke pot. <laughs> don't avoid them don't avoid the feelings they're not bad they're awesome And it's and you know what's fun is it too, they get revealed much quicker and easier that way if you're not avoiding them. They get revealed for what they are. They get revealed for the excitement that they are, if you're not avoiding them. But they could be really strong at first. I know I went through a period of time where the the feeling sense got super powerful, where it felt like you know I I, I was on the verge of going crazy. Maybe I was like. It was like, it was like, felt like it was like almost too much, almost too much. So I was just like, uh, be willing, be offering so much willingness, it would get really intense. <laughs> it would be almost like, oh, <laughs> but it just in, in letting that, cause it, it, you know, in knowing that that can't hurt me, that cannot hurt me. So this, this sense like, oh my God, it's so intense. It's intense like a roller coaster ride. But, you know, it's even safer than a roller coaster ride. Those things could <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> the, the emotion, the upset emotion, it cannot hurt you. It doesn't even touch you. It doesn't do anything to you. But when you resist it, it makes it perpetuate. So I would find myself just like, just saying, whoa, that's an intense one. I would just call it out like, whoa, I'm feeling an, an intense sensation right now. And, you know, like people around me would sometimes go, is there anything, is there anything I can do? And it's like, it's like, no, I just wanted to tell you that because in case I'm acting weird or anything, you know, I'm just feeling this intense sensation and it, it would get really intense and make heat hot in the body's energy field. And that's just, it, it's always, it's, it didn't really get more intense. It's just that I had been resisting that feeling. I'd do something else. Maybe I'd start a conversation. Maybe I'd do some gossip. 
Maybe I, you know, maybe I'd yell at my kid or who, who knows, you know, just play a pattern. Time to play a pattern so I don't have to feel that instead of just feeling it. So I'm just there getting the feeling then instead of, instead of acting out of it. See, instead of acting out of it, acting out of it is okay too. You know, you're, if you're watching that, if you're watching how you're acting out of it, the next stage is you're standing still getting the feeling. You're watching it play you out like a puppet a little bit. And you get a little, get, get the gist of that. Watch yourself just get played. <laughs> and then you do that a little bit, and then you find yourself standing, standing still just like, in total curiosity of this feeling. Before, the feeling wasn't noticed. It was just going directly into a pattern. Like, oh, do you know what my fucking boss did today? Oh my God, this pissed me off so much, you know. (laughs) Oh, did you hear about what the Republicans have been doing to our country? You know, just play a pattern. Pretend like the world is real. So you don't have to feel the feeling. That's how you do it. That's how you resist it. You get your kid. Hey, did you brush your teeth? Did you brush your teeth like I asked you today? I don't even find myself talking to my kids like that. Hey, did you do that? No. You know why? Because it's a reaction. It's a reaction to a feeling. Not that I would mind if I found myself talking to my kid like that. It would be amazing. (laughs) 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 It would be really amazing. It would definitely be like, whoa, I missed that one. (laughs) And it's good. It's good. There's definitely something that I'm missing. There's definitely something to be brought up. Because until I find myself... Not perceiving in separation, that's what the whole thing is for. If you're able to see my body, <laughs> and I'm able to see bodies, then this is still has something for me. This illusion still have, has gifts for me. See? And that's all it's for. Well, like, okay, now I want, now that I got to this level of spirituality, I want to use the illusion for getting everything I want. I'm going to be a master manifester. See? Yeah, see? That's, that's what I mean. That's like one of those hooks. Now I'm going now I'm going to get, and now it's all for me. Yeah, all my... All my desires are going to be met now. Everything's going to be so easy for me. See? That, the, the thing is, that's where it's like, I don't want to learn anymore. I just want to get what I want in the world. Now, okay, I've done it all. I want to get what I want in the world. It's still holding the world as, it, as some kind of an idol. Like something can go my way here and give me something that I want. It's like there's still a sense of separation. There's still a sense of not having something. And that's why this drive to manifest something in the world. See? The manifestation's happening. You don't have to do anything about it. 
It's happening. It's going. It's going exactly the way it needs to. You know. It, it, and it's, it's bringing up exactly the lessons that you need. You don't need it to go a better or different way. It's not really, it's not, you're not really seeing it clearly in the first place. It's meant for you're not seeing it clearly so that you can get the lessons from it. You know, especially, especially here in the West. I don't know about all the other countries and stuff like that, but especially here in the West, I know there's a lot of people who are really focused on money and how much money they have. Who gives a shit? You don't have any, and you have it all. That's it. That's it. You have no money, and you have it all. All the money that you can perceive in the world, it's yours. You know, you're just gonna seem to have what it, what you seem to have at your disposal in that moment because it's exactly what you need for seeing through these illusions of scarcity. And for for you and everyone. So thank you. The scarcity isn't, isn't in how much money you seem to have. The scarcity is in the idea that it's not enough. You can have zero and that's enough. That's abundance. See? It's the idea that what you think you have in terms of money is not enough. Or in terms of love or in terms of health. That's all scarcity. So it's like, again, what have I got wrong about this? Why do I hope I get more money? That would really be, you know, the ego's use of hope. Which is something that, you you know, is, is actually very powerful. It's a, it's a very... Powerful, you can say, tool in the illusion. You know, uh, you you know, you hope for something that is that really can be given to you. Money can't really be given to you, but if you hope for something that can really be given to you, I hope I've got this wrong. I hope I could have a new interpretation. See. Not, not, I hope I get more money. That's, a play, that's praying for illusions. And, you know, it's really doubt in disguise. <laughs> that's the other one. <laughs> but when you, when you hope for something real, when you hope for something that would really be given to you, you know, that's powerful. That's a step in the direction. You know, I, I've told people if you're not willing, if you're not, if you're not willing, or or it doesn't feel authentic to to you to say, this is not real, and to feel this is not real. I hope this is not real, or I hope I could have a new interpretation, or I hope I could have peace in this. Then you're open. It's that, that little bit of opening. And it's all, that's all the spirit needs is that little bit. You give a little bit. 
and then you're given, you know, you give a little bit of space, a little bit of opening, and then you're given more and more and more. Until you're sure that, and there's just, in, until you're, it keeps going, it keeps getting given to you until you're so, totally certain that there's nothing here, nothing can harm you. And you're not lacking anything. It's perfect. Oh my God, what if you don't have a car? Or what if this? Or what if that? It's perfect. I got, what if I got, go to jail? The perception, what if I go to jail? I might be going to jail. That's good. Good. That's perfect. They feed you. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. that I, I know. I know. My dad used to say, my dad used to go to jail a lot before I was born. And he used to say, um, he would do petty stuff because he was in New, New Jersey and it was cold. And he'd do petty stuff to go to jail because you'd always get, you were guaranteed a, a, a cot, a pot, and three hots. <laughs> was that bad off? He had to do crime to get his needs in that <laughs> That was the story, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. <laughs> There's that's that's it. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Staying open in the question, there is definitely a better way. And you know the ego will take you on the ego's way for a while. If you let that, you know, if you let it go like that, the ego will take you on the ego's way for some time. You know, you, there's, there's, this, there's this drive to try to perfect how things manifest in the world. There's this ego drive to how to try to perfect how things are going to manifest in the world. You know, I hear from people who tell me I'm working on this money scarcity thing and, um, and you know, I'm learning how to, like, have enough money. And to them, that has to do with, like, the physical appearance of getting money. But that's not where it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a complete relaxation and acceptance of whatever money seems to be there. Because it's not really there in the first place. So that's what everyone's really looking for. And that's what all of the, all of the spiritual teachings are really leading toward too. To where it doesn't matter to you. You don't care how much the bank account balance shows. Heck, you don't care if you seem to be going bankrupt. Okay, because of what it's because of what it's for. If you're caring what's going on in the illusion, you're missing what it's for. Still making yourself into this limited thing. It's like it, it, it's like who would who would what did what did Jesus say? Who would uh, who would gain the whole world and lose his soul you know why do you want something look at that why do you think you want something more of something you know what is that going to give you (laughs) more illusions (laughs) it's not bad to get it it's not bad to get more money it just doesn't matter 
You don't even have a choice in whether you go after more money or not. You have a choice in whether you believe that it matters. But to make it part of, you know, your your spiritual practice, let's say, to get more money, you're teaching your mind that that's what matters and that's what you want and it's asking for more illusions. See? But you'd rather, you would really rather let that thing play out however it needs to play out and use all of it for undoing the sense that there's any scarcity in you. Undoing that sense that you can perceive something in the world and that makes you think that that's your scarcity. That's not. It comes from before that. You know, some people like to make, an, make, make the illusion really meaningful and go, you know, if you really, uh, if your blocks toward money were really gone, then you would have all the money in the illusion coming into you. When you, you do that, you're going to have all the money coming into you. It's like, it just doesn't matter to you. You're not using it to condemn yourself. You're not doing, using it to harm yourself. You're not using it as if you actually need, that, that need money to get your needs met in the world. That's something that we just made up. All your needs are being met from something that's completely different. The money is just showing up as, as if you have to earn it. As if now you have to earn everything that you get. Like you're not worthy of it. It's just showing itself like that. But it's not really true. It's just like breathing. Like, you know, there's a, a, a breath... In, out, everything else, same thing, food, money, people, it's just like breathing, it's, it's, it's really just natural. Easy come, easy go, easy come again. Yes. You got it. And the, and the whole illusion, everything in the illusion is just arising to you. Money has been focused on, it's like something that's a really big deal in it it's been like a it, it, like a concentrated effort <laughs> make it make it as if it's so meaningful and it's really kind of kind of the same as uh, you know it's kind of like uh, you have to go to the bathroom and you find yourself going to the bathroom and then you know you're, you seem to need some money, so you find yourself going for some money. It's just like, it's just, but it's so natural. It's just naturally flowing. Maybe you're not even, maybe you don't even find yourself as someone who goes after any money, too. I know people like that. There's, a, there's, there's people who don't even accept it or deal with it or anything. Just feel comfortable like that. But there's a, but there's, for most people, it's been made into a big deal. 
And even the family gets in on it, and it's like, how much money are you making? <laughs> That's like, like the measure of how, how good you are, how successful is one, yeah, definitely. And it's not evil. Money's not evil. That's not what I'm saying. There's no problem with it. But it's playful like anything else. It's really playful. Oh, this seems like a way to make some money. And you play with it. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. If it does, it does. Good. Either way, it's the same. Aren't you excited? You just won a million dollars. Why would that be exciting, though? It's the same. It's stories over and over and over again. <laughs> There's an idea that it makes the story better, but it doesn't. It does not make the story better. I speak from experience on that. <laughs> it, it, may, it may prop up a, a different image. A more, maybe it props up a more polished image, let's say. Props up an image of this nicer house or Shiny car. car. Shinier car, right. Props up an image like that. But the suffering remains the same, so that's the thing. If you think you don't have enough and that's why you're suffering, then you're not addressing the reason for the suffering, the real reason for the suffering. That's not it. It's really more like thinking that you're not enough. That's making the illusion that you don't have enough. And that has nothing to do with how much money you have. That's your judgment. <laughs> That's your own judgment. <laughs> that it's not enough. That you don't have enough. You might see more money come in, and you might not. This doesn't matter. <laughs> People will go, oh, wow, it's so funny, too, in the manifesting world, the spiritual manifesting world. Oh, okay, I'm on to this now. I got this. I'm doing this really well because things seem to be going their way. And then the other person where things don't seem to be going their way. <laughs> you must not be doing it right. Because <laughs> it should be going your way. But that's like, that, that's like just something to, to play out and be seen through. I know that the, uh, I know that the spirituality like in India or something like that... <coughs> Uh, is a little bit a little bit different, you know. Like it's someone who's someone who's uh, who's who's practicing spiritually, they'd be like, "Why do I care? Why do I care what I have? Why, who who cares?" 
But for the Western folks, it's like, how can I use spirituality to get what I want? See? Which, again, there's nothing wrong with it. It just gets played out until it's like, where is this leading? Wait a minute. It still goes to death. <laughs> it still ends in death. Fuck. <laughs> Will this make it easier? <laughs> yeah, the book Game of God said that we're all just a bunch of dying ignoramuses. What? We're what, what book? The Game of God. The Game of God? Yeah. We're dying ignoramuses? That's we're fun. dying ignoramuses heading to the ditch of death. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you see when you see that, you just use that. Use everything that arises for you. That's why they that's why they say, you know, they ask the question and like who is it that wants something else? Who is it that cares if I have more or less money? Who is it who cares if my husband or wife leaves me, for instance? Who is it that cares about that? Who is it that making a deal about that? Who cares if that person won't talk to me? See? And, and instead, of, instead of trying to fulfill that, whatever that is, desires. And really, it's the ego. I want this. I want this. You know, wanting is what makes people angry, too. I want, thinking that you want something, that's going to make you anger, angry. If you wonder why you react to someone in anger or you feel angry, it's from wanting and believing in what you think you want. Well, it's a lack. It's an inward poverty. It's trying to get something on the outside. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's justifying a sense of lack. It's using the illusion to justify that sense of lack. I'm getting this sense of lack right now, so therefore it must mean that I need to make more money. <laughs> Instead of, I'm getting this sense of lack right now, what am I missing? <laughs> what am I not seeing? <laughs> And then you go out and look for, for, for a job from a sense of fullness. You know, you find yourself in, in what if, you're, if that's what you find yourself doing, looking for a job, whatever it is you find yourself doing, from a sense of already being whole. See? So you don't need anything. In fact, even the looking for the job, even the going out and going on a job interview or everything like that, it's all for the same thing. That's what it's all for. So it's like an exploration. It's an adventure. I'm going on a job applying con adventure well, it's the today. Idea of how can I be of service? That's what work and money is all about. It's just an exchange for service. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, I had mentioned there's the three stages of being. Well, first is you're a victim. The second is you think that you're the creator, the manifester, like you were saying, people using spirituality to manifest. And then the third is that you're a servant. You're a servant of God. You're here to, to manifest God's love, God's law, God's wisdom. 
and uh, so that, that God provides you with everything that you need. You don't need to seek it outside. You're, you're serving God, and God will send you to who and where you are best uh, of service. Yes. It's just like, what will you have me do yeah, in that moment? Yeah. You know, what will you have me do? Instead of trying to do something for yourself. Like you can take care of yourself like that. See? And it's, a, it's, a, it's, not, it's not for everyone at this very point in time to be in service. Like to put their mind completely in service like that. So for people, you know, there's going around with the, 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 the thing where there's the manifesting thing. And that's, a, that's like a step in it. That's one step in it where there's this manifesting way. That's what the focus is on, getting a better life, getting things better, getting things easier for me. See? And then, and, and then after that, there's a real willingness to just be in service to the one. Okay? And that's the most glorious stage to be in. It's so happy. It's so free. Just knowing that's the purpose. That that's the purpose of the world. So if you find yourself in manifesting and needing to manifest, just know that that's okay. And watch. Just keep on watching. It'll let it go easier and sooner. You can't, you can't accept being in service before you're ready anyways. You can't really accept being in service before you're ready. And you, and you might not, you know, when you accept it, don't accept it all the time. And then feel motivated to watch yourself when you're not willing to be in service and just watch. Watch what that, what that brings you. What does it give you? See? Watch how you feel in that. Look at, look at how much burden can be released in that. It's just a burden making yourself into something like that. Feeling like you won't be taken care of unless you do these different things. And it makes it very difficult and even impossible to forgive too. Because you haven't forgiven yourself. You haven't forgiven this idea of yourself that seems to want something. And that person doesn't even exist. I mean, the forgiveness is basically, it didn't happen. That's why the question, and that's why, you know, the opening to your own experience of who wants this? Who is it that always wants more? There's always not enough. I had a really fun experience uh, with that in my maybe early 30s or something. Um, where I owned a construction company with my husband and we did really big jobs and we would bring in a lot of money and I always thought, you know, if I just made $200,000 a year, I would be like so freaking comfortable. So I'm, I'm over there making like $2 million a year and I'm not comfortable. <laughs> it's always like, and, and, the, and the sense was I always needed to make more money. <laughs> that's like, that how it manifests for me the sense of lack was always like I just need more <laughs> what can I do what can I do to get more money you know that's the sense there's always need more 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 it's never enough 
see. So then it was like, oh, man. Okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Let's do something else. <laughs> There's going to be a lot less money involved. That's okay. <laughs> but people get the idea that if they just like have some more, like that's going to be, be it. Or you get the perfect partner. Or your kids make A's in school. And you'll be happy. My kids have to go to college. I will not accept if they don't go to college. <laughs> and I will not accept if they don't outlive me. <laughs> you know, you can have all the freedom. Everyone, everyone can have all the freedom. Everyone is you. So in giving them all the freedom, you're giving yourself all the freedom. You give the world all the freedom to be what it is. Give the money all the freedom to flow in the way it needs to. It is flowing in the way it needs to. It's giving you exactly what you need. You never have too much. And you're never lacking any. It's fun. It's a game. Remember you're in a game and play. Okay. No, there's nothing to be anxious about. You're not doing it wrong if you find yourself with less money than you think you need. If you find yourself with less money than you think you need, great! <laughs> play with it. Use it. And have fun. Most of all, have fun with it. That's what it's meant for. Don't forget it's for fun. Will there be any questions? <laughs> yes. Hope? The word hope. Um, I don't know. It's my name. Yeah. Do I have anything pretty to say about hope? Well, I know it could be, like I was talking about earlier, it could be definitely misused as in hoping for things in the world. So it's like a, it's, it's, it could be also used as a willingness to see things differently. You know, it could be used as a willingness for that. It's like you're opening yourself to that possibility. See? And it's not, and, and it's, it's not only a possibility too, it's something that's guaranteed. So when you're hoping for something that's guaranteed, that's really meaningful. When you're hoping for, you know, seeing that there's nothing here, that's really meaningful. I hope I can see this differently. I hope I can see through this. You can. And you're asking for that in that moment. You know, that's a, that's a little bit, it's, a, it's like the beginning of some willingness. It's like the beginning of it. And, that, and that's it. once you start it, that's, it, turn, it, it turns into faith. It turns into love. See? Hope, faith, love. In that order. Hope, faith, love. Yeah? So it's like, it's like the beginning. It's like, it, it, you, could say, you could say it's like the beginning of wisdom. I hope I'm wrong about this. Yeah? 
But it's really gets it really gets misused hope. Like, oh, I hope you get your new car, or I hope I don't get the coronavirus. <laughs> oh yeah, you should make a statement. Lime. Lots of lime. Lots of lime. We were in the grocery store and, and, and my son Bron saw the coronas. There was like a twelve bag of coronas. And he's like, Oh, there's the virus beer. And I'm like, Yeah, next thing you know they're gonna have the Heineken virus. <laughs> and like Heineken right next to Or like ban the beer or something. Yeah. I heard the sales went down. It's funny. <laughs> like it's in the beer. They're going to get sued, man. <laughs> then they're going to have to make it, fe- make it fair and do the Heineken virus. I bet you it's next. <laughs> Serving the competition, you know. <laughs> Actually, like the marketing advantage. Right. I see the Budweiser frogs going Budweiser virus. Fun. Drinking a Corona, so you forget about the virus. are talking all the way through this about just enjoying what is. Yes. It really <laughs> comes down to that. Celebrating and, and having a party. Yes. Whatever, Whatever it is. It is. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. And you know, and, and that's and that's something that that you know, I saw when I was just a, a young kid when I was like 4 years old. And I was going to, I would go away to this place. It was like a religious big house or something like that where all these kids would go. And all the kids would be scared. They'd be really scared about going to this place because, you know, they weren't our parents. And sometimes they would beat our asses and that sucked. So. Yeah, and then and so and and so we'd be waiting for the bus, and people would be bummed that they're going, and I'd be like, "Come on, you guys, just have fun." You know, it's mostly fun because we're hanging out together, so it's like it's mostly fun. Let's just have fun. You know, if you get a spanking, you get a spanking, but you have fun. Just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, of course, when you're getting a spanking, that sucks, and you're crying, but you know, <laughs> just and that's the thing. Like the the more the more fun you allow yourself to have, the more fun you'll have. You know, you don't have to be you don't have to be worried about whatever whatever it is that you seem to be going into. Into you made these lessons for yourself. You made this world and these lessons for yourself. Because the reward is so great, you're going to forget about all this. It's not really that hard like it seems. Mm-hmm. It's only hard to the ego. Mm-hmm. But, your, but your willingness to have fun and play with it will allow everything to go much smoother. Well, I'm going to throw a, a coronavirus party. Okay. So, I love Corona. Corona's one of my favorite beers, actually, with yeah, a lime in it, yeah. for sure. Heineken and Corona. <laughs> really <laughs> that is the vaccine. That's not really fun. <laughs> well, I like what you're saying about fun because sometimes it seems impossible to have fun. Yeah. But it's like just it take just taking what you say. Oh, there's a rainbow. That's awesome. 
it's like oh, yeah. it almost like you can <laughs> just take that and expect to have fun and like cultivate that uh, like that willingness to yeah. feel like cuz that's how you way. are yeah you are fun like just naturally Mm-hmm. You know, anything, anything that it seems like you're not fun, like even where the tone of your voice changes, mm-hmm. that's not you. <laughs> like even where, even, <laughs> yeah, watch it. Watch, watch when you're, watch when you're at home and you're just like oh, talking, no. like, like, like yeah. if, so, like even someone goes, here's something really simple. Yeah. Uh, hey, I didn't see you at dance yesterday. Yeah, I couldn't make it because of this or something. That's not you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll trip yourself out and people out and it's like, yeah, yeah that's what, right. I wasn't there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was somewhere else being awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun though, because because like when when it comes out of your mouth and you sense the vibration of it, mm-hmm. remember there's no one else, so there's no one to impress with it or anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it you know it's like, you know, it's for you. <laughs> really, when you think that there's other people to impress with it, it just impedes your learning. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's all for me. <laughs> And people will try to convince you that their opinion is really meaningful to you, too. <laughs> That's part of the show, too. You're also making that up. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. So you spoke of being of service. And uh, why would we want to be of service to an illusion? Exactly. It's not like that. And how could we even be of service? Yeah, it's not like that. And, and a lot of people who say that they're being of service are really just being a pain in the ass mm. to themselves. Is <laughs> 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 <Just> it self-motivated? <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, there's definitely, you know, it's not just paying lip service. To being in service, you know, being in service to love has to do with allowing the compassion for yourself. It doesn't have anything to do with the world. You're allowing the compassion for yourself. You're using the world, which is basically in your perception, as a catalyst for that. And that's all. You're not using it to try to get something for the individual. You're not using it to try to get something that you think other individuals need. You're not using it to try to get the world to change or people in the world to change. See, you're just using the the perception for healing your split mind. That's being in service. and, and, And instead of using the perception to try to get more better illusions in the perception. That's the difference. So being in service... It being in service in, in one way doesn't have anything to do with the perception. Being in service another way has everything to do with the perception. It's all about getting the perception to be a certain way. Whether it's getting people to be better. You know, some people say they're in service to spirituality and their whole thing is to beat people over the head about what they're doing. 
and tell them they're wrong. Which is really hurting themselves. And that's, a, that's, the, that's a mode of being in service, in the, you know, in worldly service. Yeah. I mean in service to love, that's all. You'll know because you, you'll feel a relief, 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 relief. All kinds of relaxation with that kind of service. Your reward is immediate. It's a, it's, it's a glorious space. It's a glorious space, and that's what everyone's going to. Even, even, as, even as you might find yourself seeking for things in the world, you're com- also coming to Wisdom Dialogues. You have an eye on that, so you're automatically going to service. So you don't have to be hard on yourself about it. It's just transpiring. That's the way it's playing out. Because it's, e- it's easeful, and it's glorious, and it's joyful. And you start to see that more and more, and it's, it's just automatic for you. You know, for, for, the, for the ego, being in service seems like a sacrifice. See? There's no way you're going to accept being in service while it seems like a sacrifice to you. But it's not going to seem like a sacrifice forever. It's not going to seem like a sacrifice for very much longer as you have your eye on it, okay? And then you realize how free that is. Oh, my goodness. There's so much space. Yeah, so then there's the two modes of prayer where you're asking God, telling God, uh, requesting from God, I need this, I want that. And then there's... The other mode where you're listening to God. Yeah. Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. That's the, the way of service. So it's feeling that God isn't uh, withholding, God isn't stingy, God isn't stupid. I have to inform God of what I need. I'm lacking. It's listening to God, and God will speak to you and say, Here is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Son, thou art ever with me, all I have is thine. Come inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then that's your supply. So gratitude in that will bring that about in your mind, you know. It'll, bring that, it'll allow that to be revealed to you. So for me, when something seems up like it's, a, like it's something bad, and the first, time, the, the first time I was really able to offer some willingness in it, it looked like someone had stolen our name and started using our products, forging our products on Amazon. And I, I, I felt like really upset. And, I, and the, the red flag came up though. And I was like, oh, here it is. Gratitude. I just was like in full gratitude for the experience. It's just like, it, it just, it just in allowing that and for the the company, the people, Amazon, all the things, at, you know, allowing the gratitude, and it shows the path. It allows you to be in service to that love, to hear the voice of spirit telling you who you are in that. And that's really what it is. That's what, it's, like, it, it's like being willing to give up what you think. That's the service. Being willing to give up what you think it is. You know, what does this mean? Give up the meaning that you, you apply to it. And let it just be felt. So let it be just an experience. Like, ah, oh, thank you. 
Someone's angry. Oh, thank you. It's a gift. So hooray, everyone. Yay. I love you. Go to hopejohnson.org to see all my shit. (laughs) There's a bunch of shit on there. And I love you. It's some good shit. I don't mean to I don't mean to discourage you from going. Mahalo.